0: Back to the Silver Screen and Roll podcast network. This is I love basketball. I'm your host Sabrina Merchant, joined by Raj Chafalu. It is the All Star break, and the Lakers are still in the news. Surprise, surprise! But uh, we're gonna have a great time talking today about. We'll figure it out. But Raj, how are you doing?
1: I'm doing well. A lot has happened. I guess we haven't recorded for like nine days, so Mm -hmm. we've lost a few more games. We've we literally su- have
0: not lost since we last recorded.
1: Oh, we have. I, <laughs> I want to point we...
0: that out. We have not lost a game. Since oh, no, we Friday. did win. Yes. We've only we lost played a... one game. <laughs> since we that's last true.
1: Yes. We lost a superstar. I'm sorry. We lost. Yes. We lost a superstar in the process. That one was so tough for me, Serena, watching him go oh, down man. right before we get a break like that. That's just cruel to me. And then we, you know, we recorded and we had the Magic Johnson stuff uh, mm-hmm. about him and Genie, you know, reconnecting. And that seems like very irrelevant to everything that just went down. So it felt like LeBron tried to burn the house down. Rob Palenka made sure to get fire extinguishers out and telling everybody that this is fine. Uh, He's the guy sitting there in the house and making sure that it's still up. And that's where I think we are. And then Shams came in today and just cleaned cleaned everything up. But yeah, Yeah. I'm doing well. How are you, (laughs) Serena?
0: I'm good. Uh, (laughs) Nine days in Lakerland is literally like three lifetimes. It is incredible Mm -hmm. how much stuff has happened since the last time we talked, and yet really nothing has happened other than the fact that, Well, let's be clear, the Anthony Davis news, obviously very significant. Everybody else on this uh, podcast, we just talked about that. I don't want to really get into it because one, it's very sad, and two, I just don't want to belabor the point, but basically since the time that we should have recorded (laughs) And today. Mm-hmm. Nothing of consequence has really happened. Just a lot of smoke signals. Uh, you know, LeBron has expressed his interest in potentially going back to Cleveland one day, playing with Ronnie James one day, Sham Strania goes on the Pat McAfee show today and says that, you know, yeah, I could see LeBron taking a one day contract to retire with Cleveland, but he's not pushing his way out of Los Angeles. And yeah, I mean, of course he wants to play with Ronnie, but could you really see LeBron playing in Minnesota or OKC or some other city that drafts Ronnie? So I don't know if that's cold water thrown on things or, you know, LeBron telling his people to get another side of the message out there, but suffice to say people are not exactly thrilled with the state of the Lakers at the moment. And I mean, on the one hand, sure. Who can blame them? The season has gone horribly. And then two, you can obviously blame them because LeBron and his people are the ones who made the decision to bring in Russell Westbrook. So <laughs> this is where we are. This is the bed that they have made. And I don't exactly feel bad for LeBron, but at the same time, he is in my belief the second greatest player of all time and watching him struggle while he is performing, maybe not at the peak of his powers, but at an extraordinary level is very frustrating.
1: Yeah, for sure. Like it it feels wrong that the last 2 years, it's going to be it feels like if the season goes the way it does, you're not going to be competing for a title with LeBron James on the team. Like that's a sad part of it. The roster is what it is. Uh, we can kind of question that over the summer. Russell Westbrook, the fit, hasn't been great. Rapalinka decided not to do anything. My favorite thing, I guess, through all this is everyone coming out with the story on their own publication about what they think is going to happen, how they've seen this movie before. And the Lakers are kind of just are in that part of it, right? We've seen the Russell Westbrook meme where he becomes the GOAT at the end of end of the season or something like that. This We're is LeBron meme. We're in
0: that me- spot. We're in that we spot. Are. Right?
1: Hopefully we get there. But this is the LeBron meme, right? Like he gets to your team. It's all great. You have LeBron, which it was, and then you win the title and it's all great. And then you mess up for a year or a year and a half. And his whether they're his decisions, his team's decisions, whatever they are, he's not going to be I mean, he's held accountable to us an extent, but he's not the general manager. That's not his title. Rich Paul was obviously frustrated with being put put at the top of the Russell Westbrook decision or the John Wall not made decision, whatever you want to call it. And it feels like we're in that part of the movie. But, Sabrina, he is still signed for another year. Like, it feels like he's going into free agency. Like, that's what the news has felt like, hasn't it? Brian Woodhorst has released his article. We had, you know, all the articles coming from The Athletic, all the jabs um, in the media between, you know, Polinka and The Clutch. It feels like LeBron's a free agent this summer, and LeBron jokingly saying, I don't even know when I'm free which is hilarious from a guy who works so closely to an agency. Um, And again, I think LeBron is just having fun with it. But yeah, that's what's so interesting to me is that everyone says that we're in this part of the movie, right? The Cleveland 2018 movie. But LeBron signed for for another year, and I'm 99.9% sure we are not trading LeBron James. Like, I just, I do not see that happening. I don't think the Lakers do it unless LeBron specifically asked for it, but I just don't see it. Uh, But yeah, I feel like that's where we are.
0: Yeah. There are interesting conversations to be had about whether the Lakers would be better off trading LeBron James and using the bounty that you could get for trading LeBron to build around Anthony Davis for the future. (laughs) I don't want to do that. The, the Lakers, Mm -hmm. this is, this is what they do. They cater to their stars, right? Like they do everything to make their stars happy. And yeah, sometimes they disagree with their stars. Like we saw this with Kobe when uh, Kobe wanted to trade Andrew Bynum for Jason Kidd and they you know, put the kibosh on that and then attempting the right decision. Uh, I mean, maybe it wasn't March, but like they, they stuck to their guns, even though those were different than what Kobe wanted to do. And when Kobe demanded his own trade, they couldn't find a package that worked out for what the Lakers wanted to do. So that didn't happen. It seems like, I don't know, the give and take between the front office and LeBron is, is a little more one-sided now than it was back in the day. Like LeBron exerts mm-hmm. a little bit more influence, I think, than previous stars have in the past. So... It's a little bit harder for the Lakers to cater to their stars when one hand is behind their back as they're like trying to make all the decisions that LeBron wants while maybe not agreeing them with them from a basketball perspective. But I'm just doing my best to separate LeBron, the chess master from LeBron, the basketball player, because he's much better at one of those things than he is the other. despite his sterling record as the all-star GM, um, that is not where LeBron excels, not in personnel matters. He excels on the court. And I know that a lot of people put the blame for this season out to speak because he is the one who like was behind the Russell Westbrook trade, and I totally agree with that. I just I I try really hard to separate that from the LeBron I watch on the television because otherwise I would have zero enjoyment out of this.
1: Well, like I feel like you know what's kind of getting lost to me. So I'm seeing again all the stuff that's coming out, the negative press. Right, this is what LeBron does. He takes over your team. He throws away all your assets. He also you went win to a-
0: eight straight finals. <laughs> yes,
1: yeah, you win. You get results. You win a championship. Like, that's the whole point Why of all this. Got two? <laughs> like, I see, you know, not to like, you know, put the Lakers over other fan bases, not to do that. But, you know, people saying like, oh, can't believe LeBron took over, you know, the Lakers. How dare he? Every other, I promise every other general manager, whoever it is, is going to openly accept LeBron, openly work with Clutch, whatever it is, because they get results. LeBron gets you to championships. Now, the Russell Westbrook thing is what it is. That's on, you know, a GM to kind of also do their job, in my opinion. Like, there's, you know, give and take there, but it's LeBron James. Like, he gets, he takes this kind of power and wields it because of who he is. So, like, obviously, there's a line that you have to cross there, but, don't get, let's not get it twisted. Like you, you win a darn championship, which is the whole point of this. And I think that's getting lost and that he ships all your assets out and stuff like mm-hmm. that. You win, which is the whole point of this. Now your yeah. franchise after it, uh, there's stuff to talk about there, but, but in the meantime, while he's on your team, you definitely win.
0: Right. And I think, you know, the, the damage that has been done is a little overstated because it really comes down to the Russell Westbrook. Sorry. I can't even say that word properly. It really comes down to the Russell Westbrook move, like everything else pretty defensible, not like a huge undertaking yeah. because like, obviously the Lakers gave up a lot to get Anthony Davis too, but I think people would say that that was worth it. Right. The cost of acquiring Anthony Davis. I mean, pretty much from the first game that he played in the Laker uniform seemed like it was worth it. Uh,
1: Magic almost gave just everything. I mean, the I whole state and would have been Zubac worth it
0: And <laughs> Kuzma was thrown in there. Uh, but yeah. I, something that's like kind of happened, you know, over the past, Few months while the Lakers have suffered, I said I think that the 2021 season um, has kind of been underrated a little bit. Like the Lakers were really, yeah. really good to start that year. They were 21 and six, and yeah, the season got away from us when Anthony Davis got hurt and then LeBron got hurt. Not after he managed to score 10 points before leaving that game with a sprained <laughs> ankle because LeBron is the greatest situational awareness of all time. But they were up two one on the Suns and they were leading that game in game four before Anthony Davis got hurt like this was a team yeah they didn't end up competing for a title but it seemed like they were going to almost up until they lost so I just have a hard time with everyone saying that you know the Lakers haven't done anything but wanted win one title on in the bubble you know like and who's to say what that even means because last year's team was pretty special and I understand that the regular season record didn't reflect it but that was a freaking crazy year with pandemic and all of the circumstances that this team was going through. And I just think we've kind of done a disservice by discounting how good that group was and how different that Phoenix series could have been just, you know, with slightly better health for Anthony Davis.
1: Yeah, that's what makes the rush trade such an inflection point. It feels like, like it, not just that rush. Like an
0: overreaction, uh, right?
1: Very much so. And that like, even if you make that trade, Russ, just forget the 44 million and forget what he makes. He's just just not a productive enough player to even fill in there. And then you gave away everything you've kind of built. Kuzma, you laugh, people laugh, but I mean, they drafted him, developed him and then paid him a midsize contract. KCP came here. You know, he, I think a lot of Laker fans wanted him gone after the first year thinking it was kind of overpaid they got him to a mid-sized contract Alex Caruso feels like you know uh he was a consequence of that trade it just kind of feels that way bringing in Russell Westbrook and then Montres Harrell a guy you you got with your MLE you lose again for nothing uh you get in, you lose him in that trade so it just feels like an inflection point that they went through um they're gonna have to give up you know assets I think to get off Russ this summer but yeah that's what makes it so tough last year's team Marcus Saul, right was you know kind of he was upset at the deadline. I'm guessing because they brought in Andre Drummond to mm-hmm. kind of start over him. So that team was good, 21 and six. There were no fans in the arenas, but you know we were still we were still winning with AD. I think out of shape, like he was he, super I think he out had, of shape.
0: He he had, looked like he had not touched a basketball <laughs> since Disney World,
1: which makes sense. 70 day off season, you know, makes sense for him. But admittedly, for him, he was out of shape. LeBron's crazy. In. Is
0: LeBron out of shape? Was incredible. <laughs>
1: lebron it was to me the mvp at that time like he was going crazy before, before solomon, solomon hill,
0: hill went
1: at him yeah uh solomon hill yes uh, that name but yeah he went into his knee and and kind of ended that season so i agree with you they just threw out everything that i believe worked and uh, i think dennis Schroeder was like a microcosm like we kind of we we could have probably looked at that and they lo- looked at that and thought you no know, let's go to russ which probably was the wrong way to go about it but yeah, it's such a tough thing to look back on because all the kind of stuff you built, KCP was, you know, uh, he wasn't great against Phoenix, but he was like built he up. He missed as a, a
0: game against Phoenix. Nobody even remembers that KCP was hurt against Phoenix.
1: <laughs> I do not remember that. <laughs> I, I feel like I should. Um, I just remember LeBron kind of telling him, you know, you're supposed to shoot the ball when I pass mm-hmm. it to you. It was that, you know, emotional moment, I think in mm-hmm. game two. I think it was game two, right? Um, and yeah, KCP Kuzma just uh, casualties of the Russell Westbrook trade. It feels like. And hopefully they can write it this summer because the pressure's on, according to every publication out there, the pressure is on the front office.
0: Yeah, it's, I mean, I I had mentioned this with Anthony a few weeks back, like nobody has less, uh, nobody is less impressed by what the Lakers have accomplished in the past two years than the Lakers (laughs) front office, judging by how far they run away from the teams they've created. But hey, nothing we can do about the sins of the past right now. And unfortunately, there is no actual basketball to talk about because the Lakers do not resume until they play what is it the Clippers on Friday so I thought that instead of talking about all of the nonsense that is you know filling our airwaves at the moment
1: the doom and gloom
0: yeah all of the doom and gloom this is I love basketball after all um I don't want to put a bow on the LeBron James era in Los Angeles but you know while we're talking about the possibility of LeBron looking elsewhere I did think it would be a good time. To just reflect on the LeBron era in Los Angeles. So I asked you ahead of time, if you could come up with your five favorite LeBron as a Laker moments, and I did the same. So we're going to take a quick break, come back and talk about those. All right, we're back on. I love basketball talking about the very best of LeBron James as a Laker. Now I did not give you any caveats or Criteria for how you wanted to pick these top five moments, so could be anything. Just has to have occurred while he's a Laker. Could be his performance in Space Jam 2 I don't really care. But, Raj, what was your number one favorite moment of LeBron James as a Laker,
1: or a your Space fifth? Jam- I don't really care. You know, yeah. Space Jam two was definitely not on my list. So I'll tell you that. <laughs> First, before like I remember when he when he sent me this, I was like Sabrina, like he's not gone. What are you doing? <laughs> No, it's just is, you know is...
0: there are no games to talk about, so that's I just true. want to celebrate yes. a really good thing that has happened to the Lakers over the last four
1: years. You're talking about the win over the Utah Jazz wasn't <laughs> you know it's not still ringing in your brain. I, um, I
0: don't like talking about games that are a week old. I'm sorry.
1: <laughs> that's true. Yeah. So my first LeBron moment uh, for the Lakers actually was. If you remember, it's weird. So they we opened up in Portland, I think was our first game against, you know, we played uh, with, so
0: fast. That pace we, was ridiculous.
1: I think LeBron had like three dunks in like two minutes. And Dame also, I think, dunked back and forth. That was my first like, holy crap, we have LeBron James on our team. Like he played a few preseason games. I think he played like first halves of like a few, mm-hmm. but it wasn't anything like that. It wasn't like you could t- totally tell like his demeanor changed his his juice changed like he was he was definitely up for a regular season game I think we lost a close one um against yeah. Portland that night um but yeah th- that's like the first moment that pops up in my head it's like oh wow LeBron is really on this team like when you <laughs> see him like <laughs> power dunking and you know uh, flexing to the crowd uh, I thought that was that was my first moment for me
0: Yeah. I remember when I found out that LeBron had joined the Lakers, I was a little concerned because everyone had kept saying that LeBron needed a co-star to come to LA and one Mm -hmm. by one, everybody is like falling off the board, right? Paul George agrees to go back to OKC. Like um, I I forget who was available, but like, it didn't seem like anyone else was going to be coming with LeBron and then he signs. And like, I was, uh, helping load up the car after a baby shower for my friend. And I just like get the alert on my phone. I was like, Oh my God, it's actually, happening!" It was, it was very, very exciting. Uh, but yeah, I, I, remember that game vividly, even though the Lakers lost, like that was such a crazy start to the season with that game in Portland. And then the fight against Houston on the next game. Oh, and yes. then Tyson Chandler ends up saving the season. Cause there was no backup center on the. I mean, technically zoo was on the roster, but Luke Walton did not trust any backup center on the roster. Uh, but yeah, that's a good one. Um. Anytime LeBron James just goes into the lane with that one hand slam is just like, that's the image I'm going to have of him in a Laker uniform. Uh, I'm trying to think of what my first moment that I'm going to put here, you know, what every single all-star draft that LeBron James has done, (laughs) just that's like my favorite version of LeBron, the silly dad jokes, you know, taking it way too seriously, but also because he really wants to win and has won every single time that he's been a captain as a Laker. Uh, the first one when he like wanted to draft Anthony Davis and Giannis asks if it was tampering, like just iconic Bold. television. Mm-hmm. And then obviously this last one where he refuses to take James Harden and says he's going to take Fred Van Fleet, you know, per the request of the Chuckster. <laughs> That's, that was just such good stuff. And him putting the clipboard on his head. Uh, I know that uh, the LeBron off the court, you know, uh, image creation rubs a lot of people the wrong way, but I think that that environment is where he truly excels you know just talking basketball with the tnt guys and one other you know eastern conference player so to me yeah that's that's one of my favorite lebron moments over the last four years is just every time he's talking about the all-star game
1: he looks like he enjoys it more than durant at least like it just feels like that on tv and he looks like
0: to be sure i thought durant was taking this one very seriously because he wanted to win because he's Mm -hmm. tired of losing to lebron and what then the it? D&D guys just took it away from him by being as ridiculous as possible.
1: What was the one where LeBron like traded? I forgot who he traded. Was it? Uh,
0: he traded uh, like Ben Simmons. Ben Simmons. For, yes. Uh, oh, he got Ben Simmons, and he traded somebody for Ben Simmons. Uh, okay. Yeah.
1: It was, was like, like a it was you know, like a
0: four player trade because he wanted to get Dwayne <laughs> Wade back. Oh okay. Cause remember that was like the year that Dwayne Wade and Dirk were like these uh, honorary all-stars or whatever. Oh yes. And mm-hmm. Giannis like screwed him over by drafting Dwayne Wade <laughs> so that he'd have to make a trade.
1: I remember watching like, like you can make a trade. I didn't even know about like, yeah. that's, that's super dope of LeBron to just have fun with that. Um, yeah. He seems like he enjoys them. Like it looks like he doesn't, he takes it as seriously as you're supposed to take, take an all-star draft for mm-hmm. sure. All uh, right.
0: What's next on your list, Raj
1: all right my next one which is you know bittersweet because they're not on the same team anymore but i thought they would be for a while the lebron lonzo triple double i thought was just super oh. fun it which is funny you know do you remember what what team it happened against sabrina
0: was it against charlotte
1: it was against yeah. charlotte yeah which is funny i don't they didn't have lamello yeah no which no is, not yet uh, which is kind of funny how that's where it happened but yeah it was uh lebron and lonzo uh triple doubles together lebron loving it um didn't know Lonzo would be gone like three, five, four or five months later, but uh, it was a fun moment. Um, I think uh, LeBron called, Zo, you know, my point guard a bunch of times, which I, you know, just, I really felt that, you know, watching. LeBron always
0: wants a point guard. He (laughs) never wants to be the point guard.
1: Lonzo was the perfect one. Never dribble. Just, you know, go stand in the current Lonzo with LeBron would just be absolutely incredible.
0: Give Um, me anybody on that Chicago backcourt, (laughs) put him next to LeBron James. I'll be happy. Any one of them.
1: Lonzo to me was that good early though. He just didn't have the counting stats to match with it, but like his game was definitely like, this is winning basketball. It's mm-hmm. just, you know, when you're uh chess passing it to whoever he was in the, those first two seasons, like just, you're not going to win a bunch of games. Um, but yeah, I thought Lonzo and LeBron had instant kind of chemistry. We were the fourth seed. I I'm going to, you know, die on, Christmas. on this hill we were the on, Christmas, seed on Christmas. We beat up the golden state warriors who had held Ken on Durant to lead
0: even after LeBron went out. <laughs>
1: Yes, that season also so cruel. So we lose LeBron on Christmas. And then Lonzo goes down two games later after we're kicking Houston's butt. Um, and this is like James Harden at his like i it,
0: it was a level. few games later. That was like close right, to the end yeah. of January, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Yes, yes, yes. A few games later. I remember Kuz and Lonzo were having incredible mm-hmm. games, if I remember correctly. And then Lonzo goes down, which I think is the same injury that Kendrick Nunn has. Do I do I remember that correctly?
0: I- I think I've heard that, but I, I can't uh, be sure. Yeah.
1: Okay. Yeah. But I remember that one was supposed to come back soon. And then Lonzo eventually just missed the rest of the season. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and LeBron then LeBron and Lonzo. went
0: out too.
1: Yeah, and then BI at the end. Um, yeah. but tough injury luck. Uh but yeah, Lonzo and LeBron triple doubles. I thought that was just that's a fun a good moment.
0: <laughs> um two things really worked against Lonzo in his Lakers career. One was his first game was so bad. Uh Patrick Beverly just made it his personal mission to make Lonzo hate being in the NBA. And then Mm -hmm. he was just hurt too often. Like I understand that the the Lakers were wary of having like Lonzo didn't exactly look like the build of an NBA player. You know, he was just a little lanky, which I mean, he was a one and done. Like he's young. He's supposed to take some time to grow into himself. Um, And then him always getting hurt just didn't help anything. But
1: yeah, Lonzo and
0: LeBron are such a good combination together. Like uh, There's an article on SilverScreenRoll.com right now that Christian Rivas wrote about how it is that the Lakers, you know, lost the plot, so to speak. And it's because LeBron basically refuses to acknowledge himself as the point guard. But like a guy like Alonzo <laughs> can actually be the point guard next to LeBron and you can still put the ball in Bronze hands. And
1: it's, yeah. Yeah. Lonzo's Alonzo's a point guard in transition, but he's a shooting yeah. guard in half court. I know exactly. And he can defend,
0: want. which is great. <laughs> and
1: he can defend incredibly. I was gonna ask you, did you go see Lonzo in Summer League, his first year?
0: I have never been to Summer League, so no.
1: Oh, you've never been to Summer League, yeah. so I was there at his first game, first two games. Honestly, second I game we watched on better. TV.
0: It felt like an event.
1: <laughs> it was the strangest arena I've ever been in. So I've been to a bunch of Laker games. Mm-hmm. That arena was packed full. It was Lakers Clippers. Mm-hmm. Um, I, f- I think I forgot who was playing on the Clipper team, but anyway, Lonzo would like dribble up the court. And summer league, like everyone's on top of you, kind of like how the crowd is. Mm-hmm. So you can hear people like saying to Lonzo, trying to like push him to do things, you know. And Lonzo's mm-hmm. not that type of guard, but like no. he's like fall, follow- he's like following their instructions. So like, <laughs> so he's like taking step back threes and stuff like that, which it just wasn't his game, which yeah. just a just a fascinating arena to to watch, to watch him play.
0: I, I have made mention of this a few times, but I'm not sure if I've said it on the pod recently. That 2017 summer league team is maybe my favorite Lakers team over the past decade. And I'm including. <laughs> The 2020 champions on that list, but I love that Summer League group so much. I remember that game against Clippers. Bi was showing out. He like got yes. he got hurt, you know, towards the end of the game. Magic Johnson pulls him out, like you know, does the it's over sign, like we're not mm-hmm. risking it with Brandon. End up losing the first two games and make that run to the championship. Um, all the guys on that team, I just love them so much. I mean, even PJ Dozier and Matt Thomas and everyone who like didn't actually make it on the <laughs> Lakers.
1: Ugh. I don't, I don't follow the draft at all. And I remember being at that first game being like, who is this guy? And this was Kuz, I think who dropped like 30 as well or something. Uh, the second game. Yeah. Against the Celtics. I think Kuz had like 30. This was Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown. Yeah. Since they're playing summer league, which I think they were way too good for summer league, but they were like, Clippers like did
0: not have a good summer league team and they still be this in that first game. And I was like, ah, oh, not again, but no, I oh, figured it out. Kendall
1: Marshall. Yes. Kendall Marshall <laughs> yeah. killed us that game. That's who it was.
0: Former Laker legend. Yes. Kendall Marshall. Former
1: Laker legend. Mm-hmm.
0: Loves his Chipotle, that Kendall Marshall. Anyway, I should get on to my second moment. Um, What should I do here? Uh, LeBron has a habit of playing really well against the Pelicans. So I'm going to combine two of them into one moment. Um, There was the game in his first season where the trade deadline has passed. We did not trade for Anthony Davis. The Pelicans do this really shady thing of like selectively resting him. So they're in L.A., 80s there for the game. He plays like the first three quarters, and then he gets uh, bench for the fourth because it's like a minutes limit. LeBron,
1: he dominates too, right? I think yeah. He, had he was like... great.
0: He was really good. <laughs> I remember the he's like the sleepwalking. Lose that game. But LeBron hits this ridiculous three in the corner over Drew Holiday to clinch the mm-hmm. game. It pans to the bench, and there's like this ridiculous rise smile on Anthony Davis's face. And I was like, what a masterful recruiting job LeBron James has <laughs> just performed here. <laughs> um, and then the next season, I believe uh, this was like close to the end of February. It's a national TV game, you know, Lakers Pelicans AD against all the guys who traded for and Zion is like showing out and LeBron just takes it to Zion on like every single possession, just tries to sun him. It was, it was glorious. Uh, the, how personally he takes these games against the Pelicans with David Griffin, I've always quite enjoyed. So that's uh, a good LeBron
1: moment for me. I think he takes them against Zion too, a little bit. Like yeah. I feel like and him he, and all Zion... of these like
0: young faces of the league. Cause there was like a weekend there where we had played the Pelicans and the Mavericks and he really took it personally against mm-hmm. Luca as well. Cause that's when his like star was coming up. So yeah, I, I like seeing him go after those young guys and remind them like, I am I may be 37 years old, but I'm still LeBron James.
1: <laughs> Zion's been in the news recently, but I mean, I remember like, Zion. <laughs> no, no, no. But <laughs> Like that was the first, that was like two games we actually saw Zion play. And I was like, mm-hmm. oh, wow. Like this dude is legit. And then LeBron was like, no, it's not, not your time yet. Like, I'm still going to score. I'm still going to win this game. So yeah, I remember those, those games were fun. Uh, mm-hmm. Him and Zion have a, have a fun matchup. I think AD played really well too. in that game. I hope we get
0: another LeBron Zion matchup soon. <laughs> I hope so. Me
1: too. I hope so. I hope Zion just plays honestly, but <laughs> <laughs> let's get Zion on the court first before we match up, Match him up against stars, but okay. but but yeah, I was. I think LeBron and LeBron always goes off against him, which is which is fun. That was a fun matchup. All right, my next one was, I think the most exciting like weekend in Laker mm, history. That's on my not, list too. That's not a championship. And then I think the world ended. So like Yeah, but, that's the one. But this was like the most fun I had. The weekend against the Clippers and the Bucks. I think mm-hmm. we played the Bucks first, though, yeah, right? We had the Bucks on, Bucks Friday, on Friday, Clippers on Sunday. Yep. Clippers on Sunday, and everyone was like, "Okay, they, you know, the Lakers are like a bajillion and whatever, you know, whatever their record is. But they've only beaten these teams, or the strength strength of schedule is this." And mm-hmm. I remember reading all those articles and all. We have lost to right. the
0: Clippers twice and the Bucks once earlier in the season. Yeah,
1: yeah we lost in Milwaukee that right before that. And the Clippers stole a game from us on Christmas. On Christmas. I, yeah. I still remember that the one that went off LeBron, but really in a regular <laughs> game, wouldn't go off LeBron, whatever.
0: It's a weird ruling at the end of games.
1: <laughs> really weird. Well, we blew that one. So I was like, okay, this is the one. And then I against Milwaukee, I remember Milwaukee went up like 12 to start that game. Mm-hmm. Um, Giannis was killing, getting n ones. And then LeBron just took over, uh, went to the basket, defended Giannis. I was like, Oh wow. Like this is, this is something like we have something here. And then Sunday was the big showcase, and Sunday oh, was on like Friday.
0: Unless we forget, Kuzma does a little crown on oh, run when he comes off the bench.
1: Oh, yes, he does, <laughs> which gets gets well, memed it. out. But uh, <laughs> but yeah, that was that was beautiful. And then yeah, and then Sunday we just he beat we beat Kawin Paul George. They both play, both mm-hmm. healthy, uh, both teams pretty much at full strength. I th- mm-hmm. think Avery Bradley has the you know chase down with Patrick or the and one. Screaming about Patrick Beverly, like mm-hmm. we get all these uh, really cool moments. Kawhi hits a couple of cl- clutch jumpers and then LeBron drives to the rim. They have Marcus Morris switched on him, gets to the basket and then uh, screams. You get the, the roaring scream from LeBron. Yeah. That weekend was just perfect. Then we lost a couple days later to the, uh, I don't care about the Nets, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Spencer Dinwiddie game winner, but (laughs) you know, who remembers, Uh, but but, but, but yeah, that weekend was magical. That's what makes me
0: so mad about how people talk about the bubble title, because we were getting better. Like we were already the number one team in the league and we were getting better. And for everyone that says like, oh, the Lakers needed that, like rest, like we were peaking right when the shutdown happened. Uh, So frustrating. That was an iconic team that team was so good uh, i think about that game that we had against the pistons where we had like 26 dunks in one game <laughs> like,
1: i think just, we had more blocks than like we really had tail goals yeah, yeah. It, was, it was great
0: um yeah so that was on my list i'm gonna take that one off uh <laughs> what, a, what a fun weekend really i just oh, that team was fun oh man such a such a fun weekend let's see um okay so this one is like kind of minor but i i think about it a lot uh This is at the end of the 2018-19 season when LeBron is shut down for the rest of the year uh, and we're playing the Warriors and Alex Caruso has the (laughs) putback and the look on LeBron's face. I will never forget the look on LeBron's face because, I mean, I feel like it was in that moment that he realized, oh, this guy can start with me in the NBA finals. Like, this is the guy. (laughs) I, I, I thought Caruso was good before that. Like, I mean, I mentioned the summer league. He was great on that team. He steps in for Lonzo and starts in the championship game when Lonzo's hurt. I thought he was just pretty decent, you know, on that two way for the first year. And then like, for some reason, when Lonzo got hurt, we went to a lot of Rondo and Lance Stevenson instead of Caruso early in the year, but he got his chance in the end and just the highlights that he put up. And then the, the recognition from LeBron, like you need the recognition from LeBron for these highlights to matter. And that, that moment is just like locked in my brain.
1: I remember when LeBron said Caruso's name in Summer League when when uh no, yeah like I think it was during a Summer League interview or something and he said mm-hmm. Caruso's name. I was like, "Whoa, like he knows who Caruso, Caruso yeah. is. Like that that's really dope." Um, yeah. yeah, that moment was cool. Caruso had a bunch of takeover moments. I think he had the game against the Clippers as well. Oh my where, god, that where... game
0: against Clippers was ridiculous. <laughs> I
1: was like, the "What Clippers is he doing?" He needed
0: to win that game to avoid Golden State in the playoffs and it was just Alex Caruso and Jamario Jones taking their money. <laughs>
1: yeah I remember watching that I was like oh man like this guy should not be playing G League games Then next season he was playing G League games like he was playing in the G League um and he had no business doing that but yeah. but yeah he came up and, and earned his role and I think LeBron knew from that moment like you said mm-hmm. like that dude can play he has athleticism he can dunk the hell out of the ball and has some ball handling dunked
0: in. on like Durant's head man it was great <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah Crusoe had some fun Crusoe is such a Laker core legend like he just he came up through the ranks uh of yeah. every rank and uh blossoming on another team sadly but he's anyway <laughs> on
0: to on to moment number four
1: <laughs> shout out caruso uh okay so number four it's kind of a moment i don't know if most people know but there's a there's a final jumper against miami um it was in game six this is lebron's last shot of the season and lebron usually doesn't like celebrate jumpers like this but like i think because it's just the bubble or like the arena is not really this, but like, or the arena is not the same, but like he hits that jumper and it puts us up, I think like 15 or whatever. It's the seal of the game. And he like celebrates walking back. Like he's like cheering. He's like cheering himself. I'm like, Oh, it's over. And that's kind of where I knew it was over. And I think that was like a really sweet kind of moment where I watched and I was like, wow, you don't really see LeBron kind of in the finals kind of celebrate that way. But like he hit the jumper and he was like reveling in his own, shot like he was like wow like look at me like I'm killing it kind of thing so I thought that was I thought that was fun like I think uh seeing LeBron celebrate a championship that was that was really cool and that was the you know pretense to it right before he celebrated it
0: you know I don't remember this shot at all uh the only thing I remember at the end of game six was uh Dwight hitting a three at the end of the game so or was it JaVale one of those guys hit like a straightaway three at the end of the game uh before because that that game was like basically out of hand by the second quarter I don't really remember being that competitive but I'm gonna have to look this up now because, uh, I would like to see what LeBron reveling looks like in your memory. So
1: did you not rewatch game six, 50 million times? I mean,
0: <laughs> I have, but I don't really remember the, I don't know so what, what I did, about.
1: I'm a, I'm a little weird. I will rewatched it in like, I'm pretty sure different... I only
0: rewatched the first half because uh,
1: okay. it wasn't so NBA... after that. Yeah and has this thing where you can rewatch it in different camera angles. So I rewatched it in like six, seven different camera (laughs) angles. And one one is like on one is like on the floor. So it's like, uh, it's just on the court and, Mm. uh, you see this camera angle. Yeah. You don't see it, I think on regular TV, but, uh, on the, on the floor camera angle, you can see, um, and I tweeted it. You see LeBron just celebrating his, uh, his own shot, which is, which is a really cool moment.
0: As long as we're in the playoffs. I'm gonna go to my favorite playoff game of that year, which was okay. Game Four. Really, it could be Game Four of the last three series, to be perfectly honest. But it was Game Four against the Houston Rockets. Uh, so this is the game where Talon finally gets in and like basically mm-hmm. starts all of the hype that has persisted up until present day. But there was a play near the end of the game where Rondo gets a steal and throws this stupid lob off the backboard to LeBron that he has to, like, reach his hand all the way back to finish.
1: Uh, oh, yes. No mm-hmm. reason,
0: Le- like, Rondo shouldn't have just laid it out, but it ends up being this spectacular fast break. Uh, the Lakers just, like, toyed with the Rockets that game. Like, it was so incredibly clear that they did not belong. That was the over level by the Rockets. first quarter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, which, I mean, why would we pick a player from the Rockets to play on the Lakers? Then I don't really understand, but uh, that... <laughs> Rondo lob to LeBron was just so perfect. Um, the audacity of Rondo to throw it, the fact that LeBron could still finish it and just putting the icing on the cake, like just emphatically going up 3-1 against this team that so many people had picked to beat the Lakers. Great moment.
1: They had a fake comeback in that game though, didn't they? Didn't they didn't they the had Rockets a fake comeback. Yeah, of, we could not like okay.
0: inbound the ball or
1: something. It was, it was no. weird. <laughs> no, the only reason I asked that because I remember that lob was so audacious because the score wasn't like, we yeah. weren't like up 20. We were not up <laughs> no, I remember seeing that. I'm like, what in the world? And LeBron yes. still goes and dunks that. Yeah, that was that was amazing. Getting to bunk the Rockets out the playoffs was fun. I have a question for you. Were you worried after game one? Because I certainly was.
0: I was very worried. I was worried okay. during game two when they made the comeback after we had built that Marquise Morris lead.
1: They went up two. I don't remember this, but they went yeah. up two. They went, they went up two. Up like, we yes, built like, a
0: huge lead in the first quarter mm-hmm. because Keith hits like four threes and mm-hmm. then they come all the way back. And I was like, Oh my god, oh my god, this team, oh my god, this team.
1: OK, yeah, because a lot of people look back on that series and like, yeah, you know, we won that easily, which we did. We went in in five. But that, those first two games were hell to watch. Yeah. James Harden was annoying. It felt like they didn't miss from three. It felt like mm-hmm. Eric Gordon didn't miss. Like, I remember watching like, like dude, does this guy miss It's like 45 <laughs> feet from the from the line? Um, Yeah. So I just going to ask you that about that, because I remember after game one, I was, was
0: definitely like, nervous and people were yeah. making fun of me that I was nervous. And I was like, no, this, this is
1: real. <laughs> Cause we didn't just lose game one. We lost it by like, I think like 15 it or something like, like that. didn't feel
0: like we were in it. It didn't feel yes. like
1: we were in it. And I remember James Harden had those quotes. Like, it doesn't matter about your size, about your heart. Do you remember that? That was like, oh, I think during the James middle Harden of game one. James Harden can shut
0: it. But anyway, on to number five, Raj, what do you got?
1: Okay. I guess my last one here, and it's kind of bittersweet. It's it's kind of bittersweet. And I picked this, I know it's kind of ironic, but it was like when LeBron was standing with Jeannie And with Rob, and he said, I need my damn respect, too. And Rob needs his respect. I bought the
0: shirt, Raj. I have the shirt that says I want my damn respect, too.
1: Yes. And I think, you know, that was a great moment. It was like, like, I'm a Laker. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm intertwined with the people in the front office. And it just felt like, ah, we have a, you know, an organization that's going in the same direction like that moment just felt amazing now just ignore what's happening in the last you know few weeks or whatever but like just that moment in particular i thought was just great lebron you know putting out the owner's name because he's had you know bouts with previous you know team owners saying genie and then also the general manager naming rob by his name giving rob credit um and i thought that was just a cool moment and then obviously him ending it with i want my damn respect too which which is great like he deserved to after all the Things we heard in the first year.
0: Yeah, I love that one. That's one of my favorites, too, uh, because you just used it. I want to pick something else for my final one. <laughs> um, this one is also very cheesy because of how LeBron talked about it afterwards. But uh, the three that he hits to put the Lakers up four against the Warriors in the play-in game, and he says, I saw three rims and I am for the middle. one." <laughs> I just loved it. That game was so much fun. Like I was very concerned about what the play-in was going to be with the NBA you started off with this epic Warriors Lakers game where the Warriors go up huge because we're playing big lineups comes, you know, after the second half starts, like Frank finally decides to go small. LeBron starts eating. He's doing great. Uh, gets hit in the eye and then still hits the biggest shot of the game because he's LeBron freaking James. And then has the audacity to talk about <laughs> the shot afterwards, which was just so funny, but like very LeBron. So yeah, when I think of, cause like, I mean, that's like LeBron's best staples postseason moment like that. Or um, when he's, you know, posting up Jay Crowder and Andre Drummond is mimicking him on the bench. Like, it's one of those two. So-
1: we are not involving Andre Drummond and LeBron's <laughs> greatest Laker <laughs> moment at Staples or Crypto. So no, it's going to be this one. <laughs> I think what makes that moment to me, though, and not to, you know, bring Steph into this, but I think Steph is what makes that moment because LeBron's like, I couldn't see. He's like, get out of here. Like, yeah, just, get out of here. Just-
0: he just shakes his head. <laughs> LeBron's pointing at his eyes. Like, nah. <laughs> uh, yeah.
1: No, just take your win, right? Like, just take your win, go, you know, go move into the playoffs. Like, don't give me this. You couldn't see. Yeah. And the all this stuff that it
0: happens over Steph definitely adds to it.
1: It's perfect. Yeah. We had some roster switchovers, Baysmore switched switch jerseys that summer as well. Um, <laughs> <Whatever>. Did he?
0: <laughs> but...
1: <I> mean... <laughs> fair. That's totally fair. That's totally fair. You
0: got um... any uh, honorable mentions, Raj? I
1: do. I do. Okay. Yes. I don't know why I forgot to put this one, but. My favorite, I guess, because obviously LeBron played that first year with us. And that was, you know, it, we were all honest with ourselves. We weren't competing with the title. That second year was like, okay, it's go time. Right. That preseason game against the Warriors, I'll never forget that game in my life. First time seeing AD. And, you know, everyone's like, yeah, they gave up too much. A 20, 27 first rounder pick swap. I saw AD offensive rebound and put back. I'm like, pick swap. Like, what are you, <laughs> what are you writing about? What do you even, what are you even talking about? Like, I remember that game going like 80. I think I had like 15 and 10 in the first quarter or something crazy. That
0: preseason gave me wildly unrealistic expectations <laughs> about what the Lakers would do that year.
1: No, it's totally realistic. They won. They won the time. Like,
0: then we ended up losing the first game and we were down two oh, at yeah. halftime. And I was like, yeah, but because we played the Warriors three times during the preseason with a bunch of little pipsqueaks, didn't have centers. And we just had this huge front line.
1: Oh, That's true. Yeah. That was the Steph D'Angelo Russell backcourt that we built. So there's some oh, be, so, some yeah. respect there. Um, but yeah, and I remember LeBron. So his first first basket was like a drive on Draymond Green and one. I think that was like his first like points. Mm-hmm. And he flexed after that. I'm like, oh, this is this is serious. Like this I love is love a good LeBron this flex. This <laughs> the preseason it. game one, like drive in and one flex is just he I knew it was ridiculous.
0: For the first time since like his yes. rookie year, let the man have some fun. <laughs>
1: So that, that moment definitely sticks. Now I'll, I'll never forget that moment for sure. Yeah.
0: How about you? You
1: have an honorable mention.
0: Yeah. Um. So his game four against the nuggets uh, the fourth okay. quarter mm-hmm. where, you know, it kind of looked like the nuggets might be able to tie the series like Jamal Murray and Jokic had really figured something out. And LeBron just got the switch every single time on Murray and took it to him over and over again. And, you know, we talked about how he like likes to assert himself against younger guys and Murray is one of those guys too, but this was a really important moment. Like this was to go up three, one in the conference finals. So that was just like a clinical LeBron James performance. Like he, everything he wanted to do on the court, he was able to do in that fourth quarter. And like, like I said, I have a hard time picking out like my favorite, even game four of that playoffs, because like the Miami one is really good too. Like KCP had some big shots at the end of that one, but mm-hmm. the the mastery that Bron had in that fourth quarter, like that might've been like his peak performance as a Laker, if you're perfectly honest, like just, the way he was able to execute that and was was really good and then the the dunk um like the dunk that looks like the kobe dunk you know uh oh yeah the fast mm-hmm. break um i don't really know how to describe the move that he does on it but like it's
1: yeah, like, a like a reverse with like yeah. some
0: sort of you no know, that that's a good one um and then um i just i love the austin reeve's moment this year too where he's explaining to him where to be against <laughs> brooklyn it's really good
1: it's amazing. Austin has already entered his trust, his trust, like he's Caruso. Last one, That's I guess right. I, last one I had was, do you remember when like he hit the 45 footer against Portland? I think it was game, was it game two or three against Portland? Like he pulled up almost from half court. It was like the Dame shot. Do you remember that one?
0: I don't remember that. I was very tense during that series. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I was going to ask you that. Were you nervous after game one against Portland?
0: Um, I was a little think- nervous just because of how comfortable Dame looked.
1: Okay. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, this is a bubble this is a new situation. Like and we've we never had, seen this before. People
0: forget like people forget uh,
1: Shout the seeding
0: games. We were so bad in the seeding games. Terrible. Like we won the first three to clinch the one seed and then just turned it off. And I was a little concerned about our ability to flip the switch because we were not like a defending champion or anything. This is our first go round together. And we looked so bad from Awful. those seeding games into that game one. So I, I was a little worried, and then game two we just that was um, the mama game, right? No, no, that was game four. I'm sorry, game two. Game, mm-hmm. uh, game two, we, I think we beat them pretty comfortably, and it was like, okay, well, we yeah, did. we're we're actually much better than this team. Like, I was not nervous for nearly as long against Portland as I was against Houston. That's for sure.
1: Game two was actually closer. Carmelo hit like a fourth quarter clutch shot in that one to like tie it. And then like, I think we pulled away in game two, Uh, game three and four. We, I think we blew them out pretty well. Um, But yeah, I remember he hit the half court shot and pointed at the floor, kind of like game does. Mm. Uh, I thought that was funny Uh, to see LeBron, like tear apart a team in the playoffs was just an interesting like thing to watch as a fan. Like you watch it so much
0: more fun when he's on your team,
1: man. (laughs) (laughs) Definitely. But like you watch him on the Cavs, I feel like I didn't, at least for me, I didn't get the same experience of like watching every game, watch him like, oh, this team can't stop this. I'm just gonna go to this 50 million times, and now you're like in a chokehold. You know what I mean? Yeah, where like by exactly. the end of the year, by the end of the series, you're quitting James Harden. Like like by the end of the ser- you know like that's what it was so interesting just to watch him. Like even Dame at the end of that series, like and Dame and CJ, they knew. Oh, Dame got hurt, I think, at the end of that. Right. But they kind of knew where the season, where the series was going. Um, I just thought it was interesting. I can't believe we just kind of went through LeBron's top moments and he has like a whole year to half left I have like a whole
0: more <laughs> list of things that we could do. But you no, know, like yeah. I said, there were no games to talk about. And I just wanted to put a positive spin on LeBron as a Laker because there's a lot of noise. That's a little annoying. And like you said, he's still under contract for another season. It doesn't have to be another four-year stint like it was with Miami and Cleveland. So I'm glad that we just were able to take this time to enjoy LeBron because He's awesome. And there are 24 more games of the Lakers season where we get to enjoy LeBron's awesomeness. And he's gonna have to be ridiculous because we talked about this. The schedule is horrific and the Lakers need to win a lot of games. So we should see a lot of excellent LeBron coming up and hopefully lots don't. more moments to add to this list for the next time we, you know, reconvene. <laughs>
1: Or we don't make the playoffs, like either we get we, we get a bunch of amazing LeBron games with a bunch of great wins, or we don't make the playoffs. There's no no in between. Them.
0: I mean, frankly, both of those could happen.
1: Yeah, that's I mean, <laughs> like we would have we could to get a lot
0: of really great LeBron moments and then lose a lot of games.
1: <laughs> that would be sad, yeah, hopefully, <laughs> hopefully that's not what it is. Yeah.,
0: hey, I'm just appreciative of the fact that one of the greatest players of all time you know, an NBA 75 honoree, a four-time champion, four-time MVP, gets to wear the purple and gold. We get to watch him play. And it has not been all bad, is all I'm going to say.
1: <laughs> it has not, no. It has been exaggerated, the, the demise of the Lakers. Yeah, we, the...
0: yeah you know, our, our position now isn't great. It's not great. But I have faith that good things are still to come. So thank me you too. for engaging in this exercise with me, Raj. Um, if any of you have your own LeBron moments you want to share with us in the comments or, you know, just add us on Twitter. Go ahead. Uh, your people are coming at me on Twitter now, Raj. People keep asking me for NBA comps of WMA players. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that is my, that <laughs> you is my thing. Yeah. Me from Raj. <laughs> so I'm sorry. I'm, guys. I'm
0: glad to see our audiences are emerging. That's great. I am always here to talk about WMA players. So if that means that I have to provide NBA comps, I'm happy to do so.
1: Awesome. Awesome.
0: Anyway, we will be back next Wednesday to talk about the Lakers having actually played games. Thank you so much for listening to I Love Basketball and have a great week.